in the footsteps of Jesus. This is Nick Krita, your host. Very happy to be with you again today. And I must tell you that uh, I'm finding myself, while I'm recording this program, in a very picturesque location, Brasov, Romania. And you wouldn't believe it that my guest comes all the way from England. And I met here in Romania just a couple of days ago. And I'd like to introduce Stephen Holiday. Stephen, welcome to this program. Thank you. When I ask you if you are willing to record with us your story, your testimony, and we had quite a bit of uh, chat in regard of uh, your experience with God, your journey, I was amazed by your background and how God called you to come and follow Him. I would just like to ask you from the beginning just to share a bit of your background. Where you come from? Why are you here? Even though I mentioned that you're coming from England, but this is your time now to share a bit of your story. Well, thank you for that uh, introduction. My my background. I'm originally from from London. I was uh, I was born 59 years ago, and uh, God never really was a part of my life at all for 50 years so um, through that time through the 50 years um, that I lived there was no um, there was no religious construct at all what actually happened was is that I had uh, I believe I think um, my, my parents uh, brought me up um, in a way that was very moral had high values they were not people that um, that took us to church um, in any shape or form but they gave us I'm going to say us because I'm always referring to my brother as well they gave us a very good background um, to life and how to lead it but uh, as far as working with God there was none of it. It, wasn't, it wasn't even present but that began 10 years ago that's when my true relationship I discovered who God actually was and like when you're discovering a new friend um, you begin to know more about them get to know who they are how they work how they want you to work and of course uh, I see it um, as an individual God as an individual who has impeccable credentials and that he'll never make a mistake he will always give you the, the guidance the key in life for me, and I'm only a very young Adventist. My, my my particular faith is Adventism. So, but um, all I do know is that if I can hear the word of God, I'm following the path that I should follow. Mm. That's great. And before we come into that period, like ten, if we turn ten years back to see how all of this started. Now you grew up. How many uh, siblings? Or uh, one brother. One brother. He's a year older, and my brother and I couldn't be more different. We are complete, um, as you say, dichotomy. The complete antithesis of each other. My brother is a humanist. Yes. An atheist, and I am now, of course, a creationist and believe in God. So we have totally opposite views. And from your family. Uh, Anybody else? Uh, no, in not, faith? not no. at all. Not, not at, at all. all. Although, yeah, 
But as you grew up in uh, in UK, mm. um, obviously you said that uh, you had a good upbringing, you know, with a beautiful family, and you were looking forward to to do the best you can in life. Yes. And uh, you uh, study mm. and. Uh, What's your occupation? My, well, my, my occupation is um, osteopathic medicine. Okay. And what's so interesting about the area of medicine is that when I was... Um, I, I, well, I look back at it now. I knew that I was going to study medicine because the minute my mother asked me what I wanted to do in my life, I told her I wanted to be a doctor. And that was at a very early age, probably three, four, five, six years of age. I never had any problems with career issues. Um, but what was interesting is the type of medicine I was going to work in. And through my life, I always wanted to go into surgery, but God stopped me every single time going into medical school and took me into osteopathic medical school because this form of medicine is so... Um, compatible with the health message okay and if if i had been placed into um the, i would think what we call the orthodox medical setting mm -hmm. i think i would have spent all my life fighting within my profession and i think probably that would have been disastrous mm -hmm. for me because i if i believe something to be true i'll fight for it and there are many things that happen in the medical system today which should not occur they're actually part of a system that doesn't work mm -hmm. there is a very small element of the medical system that does and is absolutely true to uh, the hippocratic oath of, of healing people and caring for people but the majority of medicine doesn't mm -hmm. but that's another issue right but, uh, i mean <coughs> even though you said that you're not believing in god mm. but god believed in you Yes. By uh, mm. choosing kind mm. of, you know, uh, I mean, for you, you know, directing you in different ways. Yes. This is amazing, you know, mm. because uh, many times we are um, thinking that mm. uh, we do the best because we are mm. focusing on that thing. We, mm. we uh, leave behind God who knows everything, you know, mm. and God who doesn't necessarily control uh, us uh, as, mm. you know, as yes. puppets. 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 Yes. Puppets. yes. yes. Uh, but uh, God knowing yes. the capacity and what you will be yes. able to do and capable yes. to do, yes. He directs things. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I can see how uh, God worked in my life also uh, because I was almost going to to follow into a path of, you know, to work as a policeman. But I don't think I would be a good Christian. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. just my uh, opinion. Uh, opinion. Okay. But coming back now to just, let's say, 10 years ago, mm. you said that something really happened in yeah. your life. Yes. How that uh, started? Okay. This, this is the worst thing that ever happened in my life i mean up up to the age of 50 my life had been going around the world playing sport at high level um enjoying life a very i look back now at a very superficial level but 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 fun good you know um honest fun i would call it and then when i went to canada to work um and this is my uh, my and this is no disrespect to my my first wife um my family marriage life no longer worked it fell apart and at that moment i had two young girls uh yasmin jamila i think they were four and five and when my um when that broke down i broke down and when i look back now because I, I actually call myself a bit of a retrospective 
Adventist because I, I look back and realise I was part of Adventism but I didn't know it but um, God brought me back from Canada in one piece but in a very bad shape I mean I was um, extremely unhappy so much so and I, I, I'm, I like to be honest about what happened I missed my, my girls so much that I left them in Canada because I wasn't sure whether they should stay in Canada, come to England, and I came back on my own with them, then they went back, and I was my emotional life was pulled all over the place, so much so I became so sad, so unhappy, I actually admitted myself to a psychiatric unit. I went there saying to them, I, in, my insides of my body were so painful with emotional pain, I couldn't stop it. It went on for two, three, four years. Every single day I suffered this. Mm. And I went there to find solutions. This is why I also know an awful lot about the medical system that really doesn't provide answers because God took me through an incredible journey to show me what happens to other people um, who get medicated when they shouldn't be. And one of the things that I know where God saved me is that I was in so much emotional pain that... I would do anything to get out of it. And one of the things that stopped that pain inside my body, it was a real physical pain, was, I don't know if you've ever heard of um, electroconvulsive therapy. It's, it's where they will shock your brain. Mm -hmm. And they decided to do this to me. Now, I was in such a state emotionally, not now. Now, I'm, I would say, you're not going to do that to me now. I wouldn't believe but that you... you no, exactly, yeah. exactly. But I was so... Satan had destroyed me mm. in every shape or form. But also, the reason why I had to go to that place is because then God could save me. Yes. I had to lose... I lost everything. I lost my emotional stability, my physical stability. I mean, people looked at me and said, Stephen, what's happened to you? I mean, I couldn't put one foot in front of the other. Mm. I could, I'm a great, I used to triathlons and mm. play rugby at high level and cricket and I couldn't do any of that, nothing. My motivation had gone and everything, but God saved me from this. And I, and from my own understanding of um, electrophysiology as well, is that having the number of ECT treatments that I had should have given me some form of serious central nervous system mm -hmm. brain damage, mm -hmm. and it didn't. It, I'm, I'm, I'm no different today than I was before when I started. Praise God. Praise God. I mean, this is not, oh, people would just say who were possibly in orthodox medicine, oh, well, there are a certain number of patients that uh, um, don't suffer any side effects. You happen to be lucky. Mm -hmm. No, this mm -hmm. is not the case. So I went through, and, and there were times when I wanted to take my own life. Yeah. Well, I have to admit that. Um, because I had nothing left. I was completely destroyed as a person. And then, then suddenly, it wasn't like an epiphany. It didn't happen mm. like I clicked my fingers for the mm. people that are listening on radio. Um, it was a gradual infiltration of God into my life. Mm -hmm. And I got, and, and where the lovely link is um, with Romania is my good friend, uh, Mircea Petku who was a, friend, a patient first in Dublin when I worked in the clinic there and his children were part of my patient brief when I worked at the children's clinic as well. He said to me, Stephen, you need to come with me to this particular church. And it was the Adventist church. And I went along. It wasn't actually a church. It was a, um, a hired part of a hotel. Mm -hmm. They were all Romanian people. No one spoke English, uh, but someone very kindly translated and when I got there and this was a couple of years after I'd come back from Canada mm -hmm. when I got there 
I just felt like I was home. There was something in me that resonated and said, this is a good thing. This is something that you've been looking for for 50 years. Because I'd always been looking as a person anyway to mm. find answers. Mm. Um, it's in my nature, being a diagnostician, you, you want answers. So, and from that moment, uh, God came into my life. But I have to be honest to say, at the same time that God comes into your life, your life also becomes more difficult because you're being opposed by the forces that oppose God. Mm -hmm. But the strength of God will always outweigh the forces of evil. For sure. You just have to have faith in that. Mm. That's not easy, but it's true. Mm. So. And with uh, this friend of yours uh, coming mm. into your life mm. and introducing you to the church, mm -hmm. um, obviously you, you started to to search for it, you know, see yes. answers, you yes. know, uh, yes. you have many answers in, mm -hmm. and how that developed, you know, uh, because we'll come back to mm -hmm. see why are you in Romania right now, yeah. but before mm -hmm. that, you know, yes. how that uh, developed, that relationship mm -hmm. with, uh, with God? With God. Um, great question. As soon as I got back from Ireland, where I first encountered the Adventist faith, I just had an idea in my head, which obviously... I believe to be Holy Spirit driven was to find the closest Adventist church mm -hmm. um, and it was in in southwest England in the lovely county of Dorset and I found it in Bournemouth and I went there and felt very comfortable people were lovely um, and of course that's where God had prepared another person for my life which is my present wife mm -hmm. uh, Claudia who's Brazilian she's been in Adventism all her life and this as I was speaking to my wife today, I have two rocks in my life. Um, the rock of Jesus, the big rock, and mm -hmm. on top of that is another rock, and that's Claudia, my wife. The two rocks that I have, because obviously, and this is, I know I digress a little bit, but my wife said to me once, um, please, you've got to realize that in, in married life, um, you don't rely on your wife first, you rely on Jesus first. And then everything comes from that. You have a better relationship with your wife, with yourself, with your children, because you, it's a very, I found that very difficult because for 50 years of my life, um, I've been brought up in a secular world. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand these spiritual things. So between zero and 50, I was taught to rely on your family, your wife, your children and your relatives. Yes, you do. But ultimately, the most important thing to rely on is God first and everything mm flows from that and I'm learning that it's hard because I still have some of the old habits and we yes. have to get rid of those even if I don't know Claudia mm. uh, through what you just said now mm. uh, I imagine and I believe it's so true mm. that Claudia is a very godly woman she is yes. and uh, how important it is mm. for uh, somebody like you Stephen mm. God to bring into your life a yes. woman like Claudia absolutely absolutely and and, and God uh, this is the interesting thing too is that you sometimes think your life is real mess it's a real hodgepodge of disaster but it's not it's just God knows what you can do and how strong you are you don't know how strong you are but God does so brought into this this situation um, were two children from uh, Claudia's first marriage Ironically, she was married to an Adventist and that didn't work out, which to me mm -hmm. it tells you that just because you've got the name Adventist doesn't mean you can work things out. Yeah. There's more to it than just that. So brought into this incredible 
mixture. There's two children from my marriage, first marriage, two children from Claudia's. She comes from Brazil, I come from England. Um, such a complex set of things which, which sometimes seem overwhelming. Mm. All the complexities of bringing up your step, I mean, I could talk for hours about being a stepfather, the challenges of it, yeah. you know, because anybody in, who understands being a stepfather or stepmother knows that the relationship between uh, between the children of another parent you still love them but mm. it's a different love absolutely because they're absolutely. not your own it doesn't mean that you don't try and make them your own but it's always always different mm. Mm. so and i've suddenly had all these huge challenges um appear but can cope with them reason because i'm not doing it on my own and that's one thing I would say is the most important thing I've ever learned through this last 10 years is before I met God, I was under that illusion like many, many other people are, millions of people are, oh, I'm doing it on my own. And that's where Satan isolates you. Mm -hmm. And that's where you can fall so spectacularly. Mm -hmm. I did because I was taught to do that. And this wasn't the correct way. The, the correct way is to give your cares to Jesus at the same time as working hard. Yes, and you combine those two together, and that's what gets you through. The other way is always going to be danger, big danger. Mm -hmm. Although I must admit, uh, whatever happens in my life, I always think of one. I'm not a great biblical scholar, although you should try and learn the Bible from from Genesis to Revelation by heart. I mean, I know some of the early pioneers. I think I forget his name. He knew. One of the Millerites, I think, knew the whole of the New Testament by heart. By heart. By yes. heart. And I'm thinking, I've got a long way to go before I get there. But of some of the scripture I do know, which we must know by heart, because this is what really inspires us, is um, from Job, is even though he slay me, I will still have faith in him. And, and if you have that kind of idea, although to live it is very difficult. It's so easy to say words, um, and my dad used to say to, this to me, although he, was, he died recently, but he was, I believe, a man who believed in something greater than himself. Yeah. And he, he used to say, actions speak louder than words. And mm -hmm. for me, that translates into, I think, the scriptural saying of, without works, faith is dead. Actions speak louder than words. Mm -hmm. Are they not the same thing? Possibly not. People may argue with me that they're not the same thing. I think they are. So, so anyway, um, just uh, just before you, we go in further. I mean, as you just uh, mentioned, uh, the beautiful uh, book of Job, one of my favorites. Also, um, he declares after all his experience with yes. God. Mm. He declares in one of the verses in uh, in the latest chapters. I can't think right now about the um, the chapter and the verse, but he says something like this. Before I heard about you, O oh God, but now my eyes mm. could see you. Mm. And that's exactly about all about our story today. Yeah, yeah. And particularly about this program mm. in the footsteps of Jesus. Mm. We want to know Jesus, to be able to follow him. Uh, not just um, you know from second opinion, opinions, you know, yes, opinions, other, other people's other opinions, opinions yeah. and, and recommendations, yeah, from God. Yeah. And how that uh, developed 
again in your life. You you met uh, uh, Claudia, Claudia. You, you married, uh, yeah. and now you are a happy uh, Christian mm -hmm. family, mm. and you spoke so nice mm. about her, and I'm pretty sure mm. she will do mm. the same I hope <laughs> about, <so. laughs> about you. Um, how that uh, grew in uh, in knowing Jesus more and more? Mm. What's the next step, the next level? The, the, the next level, for me, next level, because we live in the time of revelation, we are in the end times, the, um, the next level is to develop the, the spiritual skill, um, the social skills, which obviously the mortal skills we have. I mean, we know that spiritual things are spiritually discerned, um, and we have to work in a mortal environment, but the next step is to save as many souls as you can, individually, collectively, mm. whichever mm. route you take. So for me, that's that. That's the next level is to be able to and to pray for that. To, that's I pray to have all my skills utilised so that I can bring as many people to Christ as mm. I possibly can, because that is the ultimate goal of living is to have the access to eternal life amen so for me that that is the next level and i'm not too sure how to do that at the moment is that <laughs> linked in a way um, in any in any ways with your presence in romania because you are here in romania yeah. share a, a little bit yeah. with uh, with me and with our yeah. listeners uh, why are you in romania my birthday <laughs> <laughs> my birthday because last last year 30th of october um, a, a, a lovely friend, uh, Livu, and his wife Daniela and their son Vlad came to England for two years um, as a, I suppose, a, a, a kind of a, a life exercise. But I'm sure with them, God took them there for a reason to learn things, and we got to know each other. And then he called me on the 30th of October to say happy birthday. I hadn't spoken to him for maybe a year, and in that conversation, he suggested coming to Romania. Now. I even didn't thought about it. So and my wife and I spoke and she said, you know what, Stephen, this is opening a door. Now, the reason why this is so relevant is that in February of last year, I, I went to my official body, the General Osteopathic Council in the United Kingdom, having come back from working around the world. And I wanted to practice... Um, Osteopathic medicine in the United Kingdom, and I and I and I actually went um, to attempt to do that, and they stopped me doing it because they said I needed to, to train again. Mm -hmm. This is after years of working in medicine around the world in mm -hmm. osteopathic medicine, and I thought this was a bit of a challenge. I was prepared to do it, so I got a bit of a crossroads. But what I recognised at that point was that. A door that's closing on your progress is not a door closing at all. Mm -hmm. God's saying something to you. Because oh, you may not like it, you may think it's unfair, you may come across people who seem to be really making your life very challenging, but it's, it's, it's a message saying you need to go in a different direction. Mm -hmm. So because I had a different understanding about life, I see challenges much more differently now. So when a door closes, um, and one of the favourite scriptural references in our family, because I have to use it a lot, is Hebrews 11 verse 1, which is, faith is the substance of things hoped 
for the evidence of things not seen. And the last year has been literally um, a glorification. No, that's the wrong word to use. Uh, typ typifying that, that piece of scripture for me because I don't see a lot of things at the moment mm -hmm. of where I should be going. Mm -hmm. But I know God has the right place for me. So mm -hmm. in a nutshell, I got on a plane. I came here and started with nothing no, only two people I knew, and that was um, uh, Brother Levu and Sister Daniela. They made me so welcome, and the Romanian people too. And here we are uh, in August of 2019, and doors are opening, things are happening. Not as quick as I'd like, but one of my characteristics that needs to be improved is patience. So um, <laughs> all of us, I, I believe, all, all we, us, we are um, struggling with, with that. that one. But uh, look, as, uh, Stephen, our time is coming to a close uh, for this particular program. But there are many things we were not, which we were not able to uh, to discuss, touch yeah. in on and discuss uh, because we had a very nice chat just the other day, you know, the day before, and. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure that we'll come back and record some of uh, some more programs with you and how God will lead you and uh, your family uh, here in Romania or anywhere else in the world. We, I never thought that I would be in Australia myself. I never dreamed of that, but God took me there and for quite a few years I didn't know why God took me there. But obviously now I understand, you know, yes. his plans. If you'll, uh, in the next just a couple of minutes. If I will ask you, what would you like to leave with our listeners? What would you say? What encouragement? Or what, what would you say to our listeners? What a lovely question. If 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 the listener believes in God, then. The most important thing I would say to the person who believes in God is to carry out that great commission that Christ left, which is to spread the gospel and to do it quickly, efficiently, with kindness, with love, not, not, not to force people into, into a, a pressurized understanding of Christ. That will push people away. On the other side, if you don't believe in God, how can one put this? The most important thing that you'll ever, ever do in your life is to accept Christ into your life and for it to become a part of your life. How that will happen for each one individually is going to be an individual journey. Mine was. But from my own personal experience, I have seen um, God save my daughter's life, save my life. Um, push me into directions that makes me the best person that I can be it's walked with me when I thought nobody was with me yes it's a hard journey but life is but the, 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 the key is that this this situation has been painted by those people who don't believe in God to be something that is is a myth something that doesn't exist it's so real and once you touch it you'll never you'll never go back but at least I would say if you don't believe in God, pay the courtesy of investigating something like you would investigate anything to find out whether it was worth following and then decide. That's a very good answer, uh, uh, Stephen. And uh, I praise God for um, 
soldiers of Christ mm-hmm. like yourself, uh, for people who can openly and honestly share with others the difficult mm-hmm. part, not so easy or so nice, mm-hmm. you know, in, and mm-hmm. and being able to be so firm, so confident that God is in control. Mm-hmm. And, it is, and it's so great to to see that in a person like yourself, as you share with us, that for most of your life didn't have to do anything with God. Correct. And you didn't want to mm-hmm. explore anything until mm-hmm. God uh, mm-hmm. touch some buttons mm-hmm. there in, mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. May God bless you. May God be with your family Thank and you. with um, uh, Claudia. Mm-hmm. And when that family will be again uh, together, I know you are in Romania mm-hmm. here for pre- mm-hmm. in preparation, trying to find out what's God's plan. But God knows that already, mm-hmm. and uh, we just need to to stay tuned with Him. Very nice to meet you, and God bless you, and uh, we'll keep in touch. This is only the first program with uh, Steve mm-hmm. um, Holiday, Holiday, but looking forward for uh, next programs. And uh, until then, to our listeners, don't forget, keep walking in the footsteps of Jesus. Amen.